Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. All right, Vet Church, how y'all doing? I'm sitting here with Christy Bernard. And um, Christy is the first spouse that I we've, we've done on this interview stuff as I'm getting going here, America, Vet Church. Um, and you went through a divorce. Yeah. Your husband had three PTSD. Three and a half years ago, we got divorced. Three and a half years ago. And y'all been married a long time, though. We were married a little over 20 years. We were together 22. 22. I'm going to pull this closer a little bit. Get us both in. Y'all see the beautiful bayou behind us? Yeah, I get that instead of me. And <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to see him close from last night. So, um, hey, Christy Dorothy. Chris, how y'all doing? Scott Carpenter. Hi, everybody. This is, this is Christy Bernard, um, and like I was saying, Christy's the first spouse, and, I, and Christy Dorothy, I think you were telling me about this at one point too, that it's not just the service members that are struggling from post-traumatic stress, it's our spouses, families falling apart, um, the children, children, and you went through that, mm -hmm. and it was, you had been married how many years before? We were, we were married for about 21 years. 21 years of your life and we were together a little over 22 and post-traumatic stress the symptoms of post-traumatic stress just ripped y'all apart yeah he got hurt in 03 we moved back home in 05 and it went down here from 05 we were great up until then good lands i mean this is you know christy like when we were talking inside i i was i was blown away because i thought to myself what, what some of my other vet, female veterans were telling me is that this was going on. And I, I, I thought I knew it, but I, like all of a sudden we just start talking out of blue and you're like, hey, that's me. Mm -hmm. And you know, and like, um, it's a lot of us, a lot of the wives talk on base when the guys are gone. And, I mean, yeah, there's the controversy, typical things, guys gone, people, you know, the wives cheat or whatever, but a lot of it is the emotional turmoil that wives and we're husband wife everything our kids want and and in post-traumatic stress you, you you said like you didn't ever know you didn't know how he was going to act if he's going to be upset or angry or, i didn't know how he was going to come home uh, I, I was yeah i felt the same way you know like and i didn't like even this morning my wife said something and i felt like and then i thought no mm -hmm. that's not real that's not me i love this lady it could have been just like a little piece of uh, the rug was turned or something it could set him off so yeah i just anything post-traumatic stress you don't the, know because that's not who he was the traffic on the ride home could have pissed him off and he'd come home because you didn't make it 21 years together no we were great up until it was a fish not an alligator <laughs> get it after us <laughs> um yeah no it was we were no i mean we typical marriage problems and him being gone a lot i mean that's all typical but it wasn't never into a thing of a divorce situation and you have kids we have two Two yeah, children. My son's 23 and my daughter's 21. And they saw this too, and they know. I after the divorce, I found out how much they saw. Right. I did not think they witnessed a lot of it, but after we were getting, they got older and we got the divorce, and that's when come to find out they were happier. We were going, uh, living apart, and not together, and a lot more stuff came out that I didn't know that they witnessed. So, so in a way, the divorce kind of protected the family structure. And, and it's helped both of y'all move on. Has, has, your, has your ex gotten help? 
He has, um, after the divorce, he did start seeking counseling and gotten help with it all. Cause you, it took even, I guess it took the divorce and actually going through with it, because I threatened it so many times for him to finally seek help with it, and he never would. And I guess he saw how much it was a problem, and his son actually confided in him about it. Um, he joined the Marines, and when he came back home, that's when he had to sit down and talk with his dad. So y'all's child is in the Marines. Mm -hmm. He's in Hawaii right now. You're definitely part of this tribe. Oh, well, I've got my father's uh, retired Army. My grandfather's retired Air Force. I've got cousins that are in, one cousin, Jack. It's pretty, or a lot of our family's military. So I want you, like, you know, we. this is our first, we're just sitting down here talking. Chrissy just joined Vet Church. I met her mom, and um, they're down here, part of the big crew that, that supports that sauce and keeps things going down the road. And, um, and you know, they brought me on in the last Honky Tonk music series as a chaplain, which is cool, you know. I don't have the all that. Part, the party in part. The party in part. Well, it's good music. And, you know, there's a bunch it of is. veterans in there reaching out to other veterans. The music's exactly. helped me heal. It's helped a lot of these folks heal. And, it's um, got a lot into it. It helps a lot of people work through a lot of things. It does. And, and I love it that, like, I just mentioned something to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's my story. Mm -hmm. And you also said, I was telling you about me being on all these drugs, and you said, whoa. It's not just a service member on drugs. What, what? I was bad on Xanax because that was the way I was able to be numb and deal with however mood he would come in. I would just be able to numb out with it. And that's what started with. So now i got to stay completely away from Xanax. But that's it, it hurt my family. My, my parents and brother were worried about me for a while over there because I would, that was how my coping mechanism. So many of the folks that I know that have committed suicide were on Xanax and Ambien. There's two drugs over and over. I mean, like, it wasn't like, was here, take too. three of them to help you through the weekend, and then we're going to get you into counseling. It's more like, here, we're going to stick this on you for the rest of your life. Right. And, and I was on Ambien, too, with it, with it all. With it? Yeah. Oh, man. And I actually ended up losing a job because of me being on the um, Xanax, along with Furacet for tension headaches. It just... You couldn't do the work. Mm -mm. But I didn't, when you're on any of that, you can't notice how you're acting, how you talk, or any of that. You don't notice it until after you're sober off of it. Crap, did I really do that? And a lot of with the Xanax, I didn't remember half the stuff. It was like it was amnesia with it. Yeah, that's well, I remember waking up one time after I drove into work, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so here's a question for you. So, um, because divorce rate in 2014 sitting in my post-traumatic stress group, they said a statistic. Now, statistics are statistics, but they said E5 and below in the military at that point was in 2014. This is 15 because I was getting off the medication. And about 16, I started playing music and then going around. And, um, you know, in 2017, we started building up Vet Church. And, and we're building it up right now. And... If the divorce rate then was 80% for E5 and below. He was E4. He was E4. So you're part of that. You're part of those statistics. Mm -hmm. And and now I'm really starting to think that, like, you know, Vet Church is not just about healing the service member. It's, I've always said it's about a family, but I, I guess I just didn't really put, two to two together. put it together like, that, like, there's a part of the family that you've got great loss over this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it well, it's even even without the PTSD, the the spouse in the military is a part of the military regardless. So, it, what your spouse ends up feeling and it, it flex the whole family.
Oh, yeah. So it's not just that one person joining the military. It's the whole family. Even with my son, you know, I'm, it, it, we're still part of the military because I still worry. Because he's now in. He's in the Marines. Right. Boy, I tell you, and you know, it was a Marine that sent me the first guitar instead of Chaplin. I was at a thing for post-traumatic stress because I went and got help because I realized something was wrong. And, it had, you know, it, it was not easy. No. But I, I'm glad not. I did. And that Marine sent Boy. me a guitar and said, you need to start playing. And that's the thing. The military instills in you weaknesses asking for help. And so when you come back and you're hurt and you need help, it's considered weakness. Yeah, you don't do it. And not... I. I the army I don't care for at all just from experiences with a lot of stuff with them but it's pretty much they use you until you're broken then they kick you out because he got hurt in 03 it was Father's Day of June of 03 um, he got hurt he came home and when after when he came home is when the building the healing him part because he was it was the roadside bomb that hit him and it was him and another guy that got hurt with it the other guy lost his leg from the knee down he had these big old holes in his back from shrapnel that we had to pack and dry but it's just with all of that it, it took a toll on all of us even with the kids having to see him so it's and that that's the true price of the american freedom that we have today mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's why i think this there's so much here like and part of me wants to cry part of me wants to hug you and say thank you for you know that old thank you for your service yeah. thank you for your sacrifice is what i'd like to say like you lost your marriage. You know, lost 21 plus stuff. years of your life invested in this. And like what I was going with though in 05, we got to have one month. We lived on pace and we had one month to move out. One and month. One month. By May. May 1st is when he, because they, they were supposed to, his unit was due to go back to um, Iraq and mentally and physically he couldn't go. So they medically discharged him. They told him May 1st, he's going to medically discharge you out. By June 1st, you have to be out of off base. You know, one month. I, I, That's what I said. Use they use you until you're broken. When they can't yeah. put no more, you're gone, and they don't care. And, and and it's weird because there are people that do care. You know, it's it's like I I can tell you, I know people that care. I've known people that have tried. Mm -hmm. My commander oh, that I went to Afghanistan with, and before with, he was retired, put me on his track. He said, "Matt, go go out there and help people heal because." Because it's too big. It's so there's so well, many bad things is going those on. Those type of people are few and far between in the military. It seems that way for sure, and and especially because the machines moving so quick. It would be great if we had a whole group of folks dedicated to just really sitting down and caring for people on an individual level. Yeah, because family right FRG wasn't nothing. It wasn't helpful to but you. But it may have changed now. See, in 03, it was the beginning of all the war and everything. So they oh yeah, have so a lot you of were stuff. in the beginning of this yeah, thing. They, I mean, they, I forget yeah, that. They, they, I think they called them the tip of the arrow or something like that. But, um, yeah, because that was that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's still. Not recording. all that was in order the way it is now. So, I was I had brought we were living in Georgia. My mom kept my kids during the summer, so I was bringing my kids down back home here um, when I got the phone call from him. But it came from him, and then even when I, I rushed back home thinking I was going to have somebody at my door, the FRG feet my wives and all that. No. Me standing there at the door as a chaplain had going. never had, yeah. not even a chaplain come to the house. I found what? out how he, where he was going, when he was leaving Germany, where he, he was supposed to be going to Walter Reed. I had to find every information. His unit didn't even know anything. Like, the, you know how they have people on duty at the, Yeah, yeah. Didn't know nothing. I well, see, and that was at the beginning, because mm -hmm. I can tell you. That's what I'm saying. Now it's a little bit more it ordered. Changed a but bit more. It, it, it wasn't at that time. Well, Everything it's like, I had to find out. did you ever watch that movie, We Were Young and Soldiers? We were young once and soldiers with Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. 
about Vietnam, and they show the mailman dri driving up the door and handing the, your husband and then coming home letter to the people. Yeah, or they, they show the cake, the Kinko people that come with the uniforms they hand you. The, yeah, the, and and like and that's changed. Now I'm I, I did that at least once, and um, was not an easy thing. And I'm I'm but I'm glad that it wasn't just like somebody not a script. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm glad it was me. Yeah, but, but I, I, I'm glad it wasn't just nobody. Feelings are not more like yeah. a robot. I remember, I stayed with that lady all and I, day But that's got to be hard on anybody that does that. You kind of got to do the robot type just so you don't get your feelings into it so much. Well, you know, it, and I think that's part of my post-traumatic stress is I came back and, and trying to heal and trying to, to make sense of life again. Mm. And I went, you know, and I took a lot of pills. Over time, you know, and I drank too much. Yeah, that's um, his thing, drinking. Did he drink? Well, well, well you know, we're taught if you if you're not but looking we're for from help. We're from Louisiana. Alcohol goes hand in hand, but he would drink a bottle of seven a night. So <laughs> that's a lot. Seven and coke. So yeah, it went up a lot more since he got hurt. But because before it was just drinking occasionally, drink here and there at dinner. But yeah, it got to where it got a lot worse. And and that's the same story we heard from the folks from Vietnam. We heard they came back, they self-medicated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, I'm, I'm so so pleased that you decided to jump on here with me to, to like, yeah, I mean, it's to like share and encourage. Now, if you were to say to another spouse that's going through what you went through, because it... Put your foot down. I let it go on for four years of dealing with because it got abusive. And I let it go on. We, we had kids. They Granted, they were in their teens. But I felt... He, he put his life online for us as a family. Yeah. I could not walk away from him. I felt more like I was, I owed it to him to stay and deal with it and put up with whatever was coming my way from him. It's the feeling I had with it because he's went through hell and back for us. And it, 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 for future, put, keep your foot down. You don't put, no matter what. If I put what, your foot down, you're mean like, stay firm. Say something. Stay firm. Get out on there and it. get help. And don't. Right. Don't take abuse. Get I always threaten, you know, you don't get help. Go see counseling. Go do something. Get help or I'm leaving. I always threaten it. Never follow through. And it just, and you saw that. I've never followed through with it. So it just felt like he can do In the counseling word, there's a word for that called enabling. Yeah. Like you enabled mm -hmm. him not to deal with his problems. Right. But it hurt you. Right. The per yeah, And I've, I've done that with people. I've listened. I've cared for them. I've given them money. When I should have said... No, you've got to stand on yourself. You exactly. have to get help. Yeah, because yeah, no matter what, in the end, yeah, it was the decision he had to make because we, we already had our son and I was praying with our daughter. Here it was really hard to have a good job in the beginning at an already made family. So he joined the military for that reason so that it can help. So it was a, a his decision, but you don't have to go through hell for just to think that you owe him because he chose this life for you, your family to make it better. And I totally agree with you. You know, it, it, and, but it took me a while to see that. But and, it is hard. Course, I mean, that must have been a tough decision. It was. Because was there? Any, did you ever hear another spouse get on anything and talk about what you're talking about? No, we never did. Not even at well, me and my friends on the base we would talk, but not as in a whole group or even at the FRG meetings or any of that. No one talks about any of it. That's why this is important, folks. You can add your friends to Vet Church. You can go right down your list and add everybody you know to Vet Church. You can just tell people, if I can get there, 
Like, I just run into you like mm -hmm. an hour ago. Mm -hmm. We started talking about this Sorry stuff, and it's it. so wild that it's so real. It's still fresh, and isn't it? it's a lot of people. It's, it's very fresh still for me with it. Even um, after a couple of years, it's mm -hmm. fresh. And, and I, I love that you're doing this because, like, in my mind, if this happened to you, there's another lady out there that's going through it. Oh, there's yeah. a guy that's a going five, through it. For sure. Five of my friends are just hard with them. I smoke a lot when I talk about stuff like this. It's hard in the stress, uh, I move so. my legs. It's <laughs> it's hard. I mean, like, it, I have post-traumatic stress. It's not easy. I have a group of guys. So my drummer, Dan, he'll call me later today. Mm -hmm. Him or John or Sam <laughs> Dileswell, my bass player. Because because they've encouraged me to do this because I sit in a group with post-traumatic stress except when I'm on a row which is a lot now and it's going to be more and um, it is scary mm -hmm. it's, it's hard because like you like you say nobody's doing it well, nobody wants to speak out it's just like in the beginning with PTSD a lot of the guys don't or even now females too didn't want to get help because it's not something that was so well known it's getting more and more well known because people are talking and that's the big step is to start talking about it, even with getting help. Yeah. He didn't want to get help because he's not a sociable type person. Plus, when he's in a bigger crowd, due to the PTSD, he gets severe, severe anxiety. Yeah, I mean, like... So you don't want to go in a crowd and talk or even in a group to talk to people. Plus, he was also saying, I'm going to hear their problems and it's just going to make my problems even worse because I got theirs on top of mine. But he never wanted to give it a try. He was just taking all the thoughts about it to go and um, as for the one-on-one -on -one, the counselors felt that it was better for him to go in a group so they quit all together too until he was seeing a group see and in and, and, and like there is there is so many of us that need help mm -hmm. but the other problem is, is we need more VA clinics to we help do. you said the one down the here got shut one, down the nearest one what used to be 30 miles away in Homa they closed it down so our nearest one now is all the way in New Orleans how far is New Orleans from here? About an hour and a half, two hours, because how you drive. <laughs> Let's just say two hours for for the respect of the law. Um, so that's another issue, you know, right? Right? Well, even right? Our Congress there. No, yeah. we have no VA hospitals around here, except in New Orleans. And and there's a lot of veterans. Now down there here. might be some that came up. It, I'm not up to date. Like I said, I've been out of all this for about four years, <laughs> more, more than well, that, except for the emotional part. Right, but I mean, I don't know. Because I'm the one who used to bring them to everything, but I don't know all the pinpoints now. Because they may have changed all that too by now. But our nearest one, when he was going through all this, we always had to go to New Orleans to for him to go to the VA hospital there. Um, as for the counseling, it, it wasn't home up, but it's not there no more. So nearest one, all the way in home, New Orleans. So we would need. I mean, even um, we came back home because all our family's from here. But a lot of people don't have a home to come back to. That's true. And. Even with That's small towns, really we need more of the VA clinics, so even the little one, not necessarily a hospital, just little clinics to help the counseling part of it. Like we have in, in Pensacola, we have a good one. It's a right. clinic, you know, and yeah. it's we, a little bit it was bigger. It a little but clinic it's... in Homa, but like I said, it closed down. So we need more of those to help the guys that are in the females that are willing to get help and the ones that aren't, to actually put forth the effort to try to track what, them down. Who's and help helping them help. you as a spouse during that time? Were you able to go to the VA Me clinic? Me and my family and my friends. There was no, there was no VA clinic for you, for spouses. Um, no, for... it's only, it was only for the, the VA itself. That's why I think, I we think had no for spouse, nothing for spouses. You know, vet church cannot just be about the veteran or the family. We need people that aren't even there because the whole, the whole situation needs to be for a family altogether because it's not just 
the military person going through it. It's also the family that goes through it all. Because they're, yeah, they're away from home too, but they're away from us, so we're just as worried as they are on the other end of the world where they at. But at the same time, the spouse is the one home taking care of the kids, the house, and it's a little bit more in thought and detail and caring instead of just military, you have to get up early, I don't know. But it's a lot more yeah. into it for the spouse part because there's a lot more to take care of. And I went to college during all this too, while we were using the military. I was full-time mom bringing them everywhere but i did my college along with all this too so you're trying to have a life you're going right. through post-traumatic stress well no at that time we weren't in the post-traumatic stress yet but oh, it was hard already being with the the spouse he was in korea for the year and i was in georgia a whole long way away from my family so yet you make friends on the base but you you go through and all this you're home you're away from home now you have none of your family you gotta make new friends and you still got to take care of your household. So it's a, it's just as much emotionally and physically and everything on the spouses that is the military. Well, Christy, I'm glad you shared with us. I mean, it, you get some serious courage, you know? Well, I mean, you're like, what, what's that church? And then you talk, <laughs> I told you and you're like, oh yeah, I'll do that. No, we talk down here, so <laughs> we like talking. Well, but it's, it's hard in this aspect for me to talk because uh, my family didn't know anything. I mean, they knew bits and pieces of what was going on, but they didn't know the extent of it until the divorce started because a lot of it I kept from my family. Well, I, I met your mom a few minutes ago, and she said, well, oh, we thought everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, she's getting divorced. Mm -hmm. I mean, because just like, you know, as a military member, I was taught to be quiet about it. I remember telling my wife, don't get a ticket, you'll mess up my career. Mm, don't, no, you know, right. you got to be. Everything that the spouse gives, it comes back on the millet. On the, on the person, mm. yeah, you know, because it affects the unit. Because if, if the soldier's out. got a problem, then yeah. the unit's yeah. got a problem. Your spouse you know? gets a speeding ticket and you're getting your butt reamed. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, so you experienced all that. Um, and, yeah. and here you are, and, and hopefully the first of thousands of ladies who will come up and talk about healing and caring. You have a lot of stories. There's a lot of spouses out there. Man, male too. It's oh, I know. Just females. I know. It's, it's One of my best friends is a, is a military spouse. Yeah, he, uh... they go through. They they're in a, the same boat. But the biggest thing is just stay firm. On they have they have to get help. It's that's the only thing that help. And well, don't and ever think you because have to that's owe helping them. you putting your foot down, like right, you said. Right, and don't think that you owe them to, that you go through hell just because you feel you owe them. You don't. That was my my yeah. biggest thing why I stayed. And and. Um... And they, they do in the council where they call that enabling, mm -hmm. but it also hurts the enabler. The mm -hmm. enabler always hurts. Every time I've done something where, because I've, I've messed up and, right. and it's, it hasn't just hurt the person, it hurt me. Because mm -hmm. I was trying to do something I couldn't do. Yeah, it, it ends up hurting a lot. Well, I, I appreciate you being on here. Um, any last thing you'd like to say out there to Vet Church World? And, just keep the voice going to just keep open open your mouth say stuff i mean it, it, the quietness will and not know ever get solved it stays quiet that's i right. mean we're, we're learning a whole lot of new things and that's because people are finally speaking up and coming out with it and a lot of the talking helps it get does through a lot and add your friends to vet church why, the reason why i got into the xanax part of it was because i didn't want to confide to nobody i, I really? wanted to keep it in my an immediate family part, and that's why my parents didn't know about it. So don't even the abuse part. Don't take the drugs that to, no, to make you quiet. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, no. 
that was just a my coping mechanism but it wasn't the right thing to do because in the end it, it it hurt everybody regardless of and I still had to go through it whether I was on the Xanax or not I still had to go deal with it it didn't change mm -mm. it just made you drugged up it, and you lost a job it just made another you know. day of, just to have to deal with it again so it's just it procrastinated on it pretty much and not dealt with it well you, you add your friends you add your friends I'll keep driving around I, I, you know. Yeah, I commend you. It's a great thing to do with this, that you're doing with this because it, it, it does help the talk. Good. I hope this helped you. It does. Because you, I think you've helped people today. I, I noticed some of the names that popped up there that are watching us, and, and they're some of the ladies that gave me the idea to talk to the spouses. They're like, hey, just because I was a service member, I, I watched other spouses go mm -hmm. through this stuff, other ladies. Yeah, we go through a lot of it. And, and um, When the, the military person comes home, we're the ones that we hear it everything on it well thank you so much for being with well, us thank you for doing it appreciate it hey vet church y'all continue to question things think use your minds y'all have great minds have fun because it's important to have fun we've i'm down here in louisiana we're about to drive up to this little farm thing and see a place that we're trying to build a fishing camp there's another idea for a great <laughs> fishing camp for a little membership veterans can come to it It'd be awesome and um Go look at some of that stuff this morning, talk to some other people, and uh, have fun and take care of one another because that's you how we heal. You have one life to live, so you need to live, live it by having fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you again. I agree. Thank appreciate you. It, I, I do hug, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing this. It's like it's like you said, this is how change begins. Mm -hmm. You got to open your mouth. Yep. And there's, there's hundreds of y'all's stories and your friends' stories. Add folks to Vet Church, and um, I, I'm going to be out there. All you got to do to add somebody is you go to the membership thing, and you just click down, and you click all your friends, whoever you want in there. They can always leave. Yeah, they can leave if they want to. But you can go right on the uh, Vet Church page or the thing that says add members, mm -hmm. and just click it, and you add everybody. And and then I'll, I'll do the stories as long as I can, and we'll keep doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. <laughs> all right, folks. Take Love y'all. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.